Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Tuesday, May the 16th. And welcome to our commentary. Here's the amazing thing. We're halfway through the month of May. Uh, I don't know. Is there some kind of a conspiracy in 2023 to make this year go by real fast? It sure feels that way, doesn't it? Uh, It really does. Well, the big story, of course, in the country right now is the Durham report. And the fact that it was finally uh, published or made public or presented, I think it was technically presented to the attorney general. And then that's how it was uh, released. The Durham report has been in the making for a while. And, you know, initially you're getting the kind of reaction you would expect. Um, There are many people who are saying, you know, finally over, it's a waste of money. I mean, you got people actually saying that. Uh, That fellow over at MSNBC, George Scarborough, was saying, gee, great, it's over. No more money on this report. I wonder if Joe was saying the same thing about the Mulder report. Well, that was 32 million compared to the 6 million. But honestly, at this point, when you're talking about a government that has a $4 trillion budget, is anybody that upset about $6 million? I'm not if we're getting information that is worthwhile. And that's what this report is doing. This report is an indictment, really, of, the, of two people. One is the, the people within the political class who were just out to get Trump at any cost, And it's also an indictment of the media, because I think the reality is that this would have never happened without the media. You would have never had this report would have never gotten the first base had it not been for many people in the media who were willing to write stories and publish articles based on anonymous sources, people familiar with the information. How many times did you see a story about Russia and Trump? Uh, And then when you read the story, somewhere in the story, it would say uh, people familiar with the situation, people familiar with, uh, you know, or or close to the investigation or whatever. Nobody's name was ever released. Now, I understand that when you're a reporter, there are times when you have to use anonymous sources, particularly when you're talking about corruption cases. But this was not the type of story. There should have been more openness as to who the sources were. But as it turned out, there were many people in the press who were given Pulitzer Prizes for this. And you have to wonder right now, are those institutions going to return uh, these prizes? They should, because the stories that they got great recognition for turned out to be false. In the end here, what we have is an FBI who used a a political document to go after the Trump campaign. And then, of course, came everything that came later, uh, all the articles and so on. Not exactly sure what's going to happen to the parties involved. Some of them are not even working at the FBI anymore. Some are retired or whatever. But there's no question that uh, the FBI and the political class were trying to change the 2016 election. They were protecting Hillary Clinton in 2016. And, you know, what all of this meant for 2020, I don't know. But, you know, when we heard the story about Twitter and the FBI and all of that, you begin to wonder. And then the letter that was uh, signed by the so-called experts 
about Russia disinformation, you know, you begin to wonder if they were trying to do the same thing in 2020. So, you know, I'm glad that the report is out there. And, and what needs to happen now is that Durham, who's no longer a special counsel, he's, he's finished now. He should come before the House committee, uh, Jim, Jim Jordan's committee, and he should uh, be asked a bunch of questions. And he should uh, explain in more detail what exactly was going on. But this is an outrage. And if you're a Democrat and you think that this is okay, then that's not excusable. Uh, you know, you cannot tell me that this is okay. So if you think that this is okay, then I think you hate Trump way too much. And you need to be loving your country more than uh, you hate uh, Trump. But I think... You know, I, I think the media here, that's what angers me more than anything else, is the role of the media and how so many reporters just allowed themselves to be used. And it makes you wonder, were they naive? Were they just uh, hungry for a story? Or honestly, which is what I believe, if many of them were just, you know, they hated Trump so much, they wanted to stop Trump so much that they were willing to do anything to stop him. And and that uh, that's another mix of the story. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, there's going to be a Republican Senate in 2024 or after the 2024 election. Because I really think we need to have a we need to have joint hearings between the House and the Senate as to the future of the FBI. I'm not I'm not in favor of destroying the FBI. The FBI, 99% of the people who work at the FBI are great patriots and great people who are putting their lives on the line every single day for us. What happened here was that a small group at the top decided to politicize the FBI, and that's the, that's what this problem is all about. So I would love to see joint hearings between the House and the Senate on this FBI story. i like to see the FBI basically uh, not eliminated, I'm not saying that, but it should be restructured so that something like this could never happen, could never happen again. So that I think is number one. And and then we got to take a look at, uh, you know, as, as we're already doing, some of the social media companies and their involvement in in campaigns, as we saw in the past. But this is this is a chapter of American history that uh, was not good, was not good. A lot of people you think of all the people that would put through investigations, the number of people who had to hire lawyers to defend themselves against all these accusations. You think of the damage that this that did that all of this did, all of this did to the Biden uh, to the Trump presidency. I mean, Trump was basically you know tied up in all of this, and many of the people working for him didn't exactly know uh, because they were all tied up in all of this. Think of the damage that was done to his presidency. Think of the damage that all of this did to the image of the United States abroad, where people were saying that he was a Russian agent. And now we find out the whole thing's a lie. The whole thing was a total, complete lie. But yet, nevertheless, uh, for a couple of years, this is all we we heard about. So, you know, Donald Trump, I'll be honest with you, Donald Trump has the right to be very angry about all of this. Donald Trump has a right to be very angry about all of this and everything that was done to him and to his family, of course, uh, at the same time. And I, I just, uh, I'm not endorsing him for president in 2024, but I can understand his anger because he was clearly he was clearly mistreated. Compare the way he was treated, and then compare the way Hillary Clinton was treated 
with respect to those documents and those files that she destroyed. Man, it's not even not even close, not even close. But I think if there is a, uh, you know, as they say, uh, a happy ending to all of this is that the stories out there, and I think more and more Americans uh, are going to be more and more skeptical, especially of the media. I mean, the media is the big loser here. I got to, maybe I should say it that way. The media, many in the media are the real losers here. Uh, organizations like CNN, you can pretty much kiss them goodbye. CNN this week couldn't get 300,000 people to watch them on prime time. I mean, think about that. We're a country of 330 million people, and CNN couldn't get 300,000 people to watch them on prime time. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty bad, to say the least. So, yeah, the media, the media has a lot of questions to answer here. But the report is out there, and I hope that the Republicans in the House will pick up on it. And I hope that there are some honest Democrats in the Senate, and we know there are, there are some, who are willing to say, hey, let's look beyond parties here, and let's look at the at the politics of all of this, because if you're a Democrat, the last thing that you want is for this kind of politicization of the FBI to be used against you. And that will happen. If you allow this in one direction, believe me, it will happen in the other in the other um, in the other direction. That's all I can tell you. So let's let's find some honest people who love the country and who are interested in making sure that something like this never happens. And I'm I'm pretty sure that there are honest people out there who see the insanity of what was done to President Trump by this uh, crazy uh, FBI and all of these uh, investigations of of the president. Well, if you're following the news, you know that uh, many of the so-called sanctuary cities, New York, Chicago, are having some local problems because a lot of the locals do not want to see migrants coming into their cities. You know, the Democrats were all in favor of sanctuary cities as long as the people were staying in Texas. But in one of the most brilliant moves, and it's got to go down as one of the most brilliant political moves ever, Governor Abbott decided to put them in buses and start sending them to sanctuary cities. And now you're seeing the mayor of New York. The mayor of New York is having all kinds of problems with the Biden administration over this. Uh, he's complaining, but they don't listen to him. The governor of New York is complaining, but they don't listen to, to her. Uh, the, the mayor of Chicago is getting it from lots of people in his community. So, you know, this whole story about the migrants, as I've said many times before, a lot of these people, most of them are good people, but there's got to be a better way of bringing them in. And the idea that you bring them all, all at once like this, and, and it's just ridiculous. The, their idea that there are some people in this group who are going to be waiting four and five years for a court date, I mean, what are they going to do for the next four to five years? I mean, what, what are they going to do? Are they going to be able to work? I mean, how are they going to take care of their families and their children? It's just, a, it's just a mess. Well, as all of you know, there have been stories about the Biden family. I, I have not been saying a great deal about the Biden family and all this money that apparently they made because uh, the reality is, the reality is that I don't have all the information. But it sure seems to me that this is a family who made a lot of money. And the only one thing in the family that I can think that was capable of making all this money was the fact that their father was a vice president or maybe a senator for all those years. I mean, it wasn't because of the great skills of the people in this family for them to be making all this kind of money. So is there corruption here? I don't know. But I, again, going back to the media, I love to see the media get more curious about it. 
because uh, I guarantee you that if his name was Hunter Trump, everybody in the media would be deeply interested in this story. Just think about that. If his name was Hunter Trump and there were all kinds of accusations about the family making money out of the father's, out of the fact that the father was president, I guarantee you there'd be all kinds of stories about it. But for some reason, that doesn't happen with the Biden family. So maybe the media has to get more curious. Maybe that's uh, something they have to do. Well, thank you for listening. I hope everybody has an absolutely great day. I think we may get some rain here in the North Texas area this week. Enjoy yourself. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, and thank you very much for listening.